and down the coast of California, from San Diego to Sacramento, from the Bay to the border, these are the young voices of the Golden State. This podcast tells their stories, the stories of men and women who are fighting for a voice in their communities and all over the country, who are working together in solidarity to rise up as one. From Fusion Media Group, this is The Brave. Raida Hamida is a pink hijab-wearing, first-generation Palestinian-American Muslim woman. My name is Raida Hamida, and the name Raida derives from the word Raid, um, which means leader. So my name actually means leader. It's a lot to live up to. I'll be honest, they, they put the pronunciation key in here. I knew how to say it, but uh, it's anyway. She's the president of the Arab American Chamber of California, vice chairwoman of the Refugee Forum of Orange County, and vice chairwoman of the Anaheim Cultural Heritage Commission. And just because she's all of these things doesn't mean she isn't at heart just a kid from California. You know, it's, it's hard when I hear people tell me to go back to my country because <laughs> I want to tell them, like, seriously, like, I live down the street. I live in Anaheim. <laughs> you know, like, do you want to come with me? Because <laughs> this is my country. But then I realized, like, there is a social construction of what a Muslim looks like and where they are perceived to come from. And so one of my biggest objectives is to humanize Muslim women, but also to take away this idea that they're foreigners because the vast majority of Muslims in this country are born natural born citizens. Um, I myself was born in Burbank, California. I'm very proud to say that I'm a California girl. Growing up in Southern California, she experienced firsthand how people from different backgrounds work and live together. And so she helped launch a project called Taco Trucks at Every Mosque, it's just a simple concept. It's a halal taco. Big deal. Like, I can make that at home. But you don't, right? Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't actually go out of your way to have a halal taco unless you're going to be part of this space where there's this sense of belonging, there's this excitement, and it's a time people are celebrating this, like, connection between these two identities in a time where there's this divisive rhetoric. People were just talking about Muslims and Latinos as either criminals or a threat to, you know, national security um, or undocumented being that, you know, they were illegals. That narrative we wanted to change. We felt that it was our responsibility now that we ignited this cultural revolution. We, Oh, let me teach you that I am safe. You know, let me show you how American I am. no. I'm going to show you how Muslim I am. I'm going to show you how Palestinian I am. I'm going to show you how proud I am of who I am. Working in Orange County, Raida found out just how much the Muslim and Latinx communities have in common. Our Rise Up Be Heard reporter Baranya Baraza talked to Raida about that. So what are some of the difficulties you had growing up as a Palestinian Muslim woman? So having to prove my Americanness all the time is one of you know, my everyday struggles. I am proud to say that I'm Palestinian and I'm proud to say that I'm a Muslim woman, but I don't want to always identify 
um, as a Palestinian or a Muslim woman when it comes to my work, because what happens is I become tokenized and I want to be recognized for my work. And so it's important to humanize Palestinians and Muslim women as professionals. And so I am proud to work for the state of California. I served also as a senior advisor um, and community liaison to Congress. Um, and I feel like it's important to recognize where we come from, but also to first and foremost recognize that we have a lot to offer as human beings. And so it's, it's just like a struggle trying to educate people about being Palestinian and being Muslim and how we're like everyday people, right? We all want the same things. But then it's also a struggle when it comes to your professional spaces to prove that you're a congressional staffer, not a Muslim staffer. You are a state assembly staffer, not a Muslim staffer. And I am very cognizant of what that brings because I've noticed that people don't take you as seriously. Um, they think that you get the job because you're filling a quota and that hurts because it works. It's, it's a lot of work. Um, and you know, I, I got my job based on merit, not based on my identity. And so it's, it's really trying to connect those two, um, conflicting ideas, right? Because you want to be proud of where you come from and you want to celebrate your identity as a Palestinian, but you also don't want people to have bias towards you when you're working in these mainstream spaces. Um, so I feel that like I'm still learning about my identity. I'm still learning about being um, a Muslim woman and what does that mean to me? Because you know Muslims are not monolithic. Mm -hmm. We're we can identify as progressive. We can uh, you know identify as you know Americanized and still not have a confliction with being Muslim because there are parallel the ideas of being an American and this freedom um, that we you know have in this country and the, the the constitutional rights are the same as the Muslim rights and the Muslim faith. But I'm also you know now coming from LA, being practically raised in Orange County since the age of 11, I learned that Orange County is not all about, you know, the skaters and the surfers and the beach life. Um, there are over 150,000 Muslims in this county. And it's, you know, we have a, a huge Muslim um, population in the state of California as well. But you know, this, this county that, that I call home is also a space where the largest Vietnamese community outside of Vietnam are located. And we have an ethnic enclave called Little Arabia, which is in Anaheim. Um, we have, you know, city of Anaheim, which is 53% Latino. We have the city of Santa Ana, which is 80% Latino. So when you identify as Palestinian um, and you identify as a Muslim, you're also breaking those stereotypes of what 
Orange County looks like. And so I am what Orange County actually looks like. Can you tell us a bit about hashtag taco trucks at every mosque? So this conversation restarted uh, when I was talking to Ben Vasquez, my project partner, about how he's a history teacher. And, you know, has he taught about, you know, 7-11 to 1492, this time where Muslims ruled Spain, and, you know, they br brought this intellectual progress, um, you know, shared language, um, that it was a time that Muslims, like, were able to coexist with Jews and Christians. Um, and he said that he, you know, he knew about that history. Of course, he's a history teacher. But I said, well, do you know that we also have, like, an ethnic enclave down the street that is Little Arabia? And, like, we have the shared roots, you know, but we don't really share space. And so I wanted to invite um, him and, like, you know, Latino community members to this space because they pass by all the time on Brooker Street, but they don't come into our stores, they don't come into our markets, they don't come into our restaurants. And he's, he agreed. He's like, I don't, I, I can tell you, I've never been to Little Arabia and it's like a mile away. <laughs> and so like talking about food was just, it just sparked excitement. And, you know, I'm a foodie, I'm a food lover and Ben is as well. And so we both kind of embraced this idea, like, let's invite everybody to sit down at the table and talk about the shared history, but through like falafel and, <laughs> you know, hummus and makluba and lamb. And so our, our, our movement always was centered around food because it's the best place um, to get people to lower their guard is at the table and you're eating and you get happy and you don't realize this but you start to like the person across from you even if you don't personally like them because like they're your your stomach is full but your heart is open and um especially when latinos and muslims live in silos you know and not until we're at protests that we actually uh see one another and then we're fighting for those causes like immigrant rights and we're fighting for those causes like, you know, we're against the Muslim ban. Mm -hmm. but we're not having conversations and we're not sitting down at the table getting to know one another. So we are redefining our narrative on our terms through our voices and our histories and how we connect with them, but through social, cultural and political change and political power as well, because we need to go and get out the vote and we need to register to vote through these projects. It's not just about how delicious these halal tacos are, you know, like they're freaking delicious. They really <laughs> are. I mean, I, I get scared someone's going to watch me while I'm eating because I literally like, devour like four or five tacos at a time. So we not only brought non-Muslims to a mosque, but we brought Muslims, many of them that went to the mosque for the first time because of the halal tacos. Right. They're like, everybody wants to know what's this what's this campaign taco trucks at every mosque about? Like, why is it so exciting? You know, Latinos, Muslims, even the LGBT was present. The, the LGBT community was present as well. Latinos, you know, different faith based communities. The Buddhist community was present. The um, Episcopal Church, um, you know, community congreg congregants were present like. 
this is what you're seeing. It's just a big taco party. Literally, <laughs> we're just coming together, <laughs> sitting down at the table and having conversations. We're not trying to fight hate through hate. We're mm-hmm. trying to fight hate through love. And serving halal tacos is an act of love for us. It's a labor of love for us. Um, and it's not it's not done in a in a disingenuous way. It's actually done in a very authentic way. We have the taco truck that actually is at the corner. We work with him and then we work with the uh, meat market that's a halal butcher. And then we work with the mosque and try to get all these people to connect and serve one another. And then we get people to turn out. Never underestimate, you know, a simple idea because we started in Santa Ana with 600 people. Then taco trucks at every mosque went to Garden Grove with 1,400 people. And then we went to San Diego with another 600 people. We went to Rosarito where there's a mosque in Rosarito and there are 300 people there. Um, and then we went to Sacramento, you know, another 300 people there. And then we just recently went to Houston, Texas, the reddest state in the country and we were getting uh out the 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 vote for the primary there um and then we even had a copycat in milwaukee that wanted to uh take this idea but that's great that's the movement we started a movement because there was a longing for that so when we're going to be um going statewide taco trucks at every month is going to go to santa clarita that's going to go to san francisco we're going to go to um you know, back to San Diego, to Los Angeles. We have a statewide plan. We're also going to take it national. We're going to take it to Dearborn. We're going to take it to Florida. We're going to take it to New York. And it's for not just the general election, but just for the primary as well. So we're going to register people to vote. We're going to get those new voters to turn out the vote. um, And we're going to be heard. Back in the studio with literally the tallest man in podcasting, bar none. I am your host, Felonius Monk. Here's the the amazing thing about food. Like, no matter how angry you are, no matter who the person is that's on the other side of this earth, the food is good, we can be friends. And so what she's done here with this blending of cultures is literally break bread with people to bring them together. So this is a brilliant concept. I think more people should do it. And I also want to point out that anyone who is offended by tacos is probably not a quality human being. I don't want to make a value judgment on anyone, but really look in the mirror and say to myself, self, why don't I like delicious tacos? Because it's something in you. You know, maybe you weren't hugged enough. Maybe your chalupas were bad at chimichangas. or something. I don't know what happened to you as a kid that made you go left. Well, let's get back on the right track. Shout out to Raida for bringing tacos to us. Special thanks to our Rise Up reporter, Baranya Baraza, for her amazing work on this story. And again, thanks to me for being you know, just this attractive on a consistent basis. The Brave Podcast is a project of Fusion Media Group in partnership with the California Endowment. The Rise Up Be Heard program manager is Jacob Seamus. The show is produced by Raghu Manavalan. Our executive producer is Jonathan Hirsch. And Fusion's executive director of audio is Mandana Mofidi. Special thanks to Fusion's Stephen Keppel and Marcelo Rodriguez of the California Endowment and to AudioLink LA Studios in Los Angeles, California. You can find out more about the incredible men and women featured on this podcast 
in the show notes of this episode. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Next up on the podcast... I do get scared sometimes, um, but I also have to think, like, if I don't say something, I don't know for sure that somebody else will. And so it's kind of that thing is, like, do you want to be part of the problem where you just keep witnessing these things and not saying anything? Because that's almost equally as bad as being the ones that are perpetrating these injustices to see them happening and not saying anything. Don't miss it. Seriously, subscribe so you won't miss it, okay? And I'm Felonious Monk. I'll see you next time. And we're back in the studio once again with a man Mahatma Gandhi once said was the most peaceful human being he'd ever met. It's Felonious Monk. I don't know what to do, man. You got to submerge me in, in ice, bro. All right, we ready? <laughs>